0: Welcome back to the Pack Center Podcast, your one-stop shop for anything Nevada Athletics, episode 154. I am your host, Matt Hannafin. I'm here with my co-host, Isaiah bros. We are bringing this to you on Friday. Um, we've had multiple scheduling conflicts throughout this week. How many times have we done this in recent memory where there hasn't been a scheduling conflict? doesn't feel like any. Um, there's been tons of them. Yeah,
1: it's kind it's, of annoying at this point. This one's really. We, this one just we physically itself. could not
0: get into the studio until Friday, for some reason. But um, it is what it is. Anyways, things happen, Isaiah. A lot of things happen between what? When did we last record? Last Tuesday?
1: Last Tuesday. Let's see. That's typically our yeah. Last Tuesday. Tuesday's
0: typically like the the sweet spot. Um, just because both of our schedules work out. But we've learned that's not always in accordance with classes and stuff going on in the J school but anyways um a lot of stuff happened between then and now um let's start out with the hall of fame let's give a round of applause for the six people that were elected or inducted from the 2020 class into the hall of fame this weekend just just give a little round of applause um delana kreiner who played women's basketball luke babbitt armand johnson who were on the men's basketball team and then the final three were dante moak tower and then last but not least Colin Kaepernick in his return arena um they were I think honored on Saturday during Saturday night's game during halftime uh heading into like that ceremony and like even the ceremony on Friday which also happened no one really expected Colin to be there um so it was really cool and really like heartwarming um, that he came back um the crowd was I think really good. I mean, there were mixes of cheers and boos, but I think mostly cheers. Um, I think it was pretty, it, He still got a pretty good reception. And of course you've, we've seen the videos that broke social media of like Carson strong going up to him and like having like a little conversation with them. We've seen just him like hugging his teammates. There was, I don't know if they posted this on all accounts, um, but they definitely did on the Instagram, Nevada football Instagram account where they were breaking down the team at halftime, like in the huddle. Um, and that was just not just Colin, that was Colin and Dante. Like, they were all, like, breaking them down. So, I mean, that, those were all, like, really cool videos. Um, again, just one last round of applause for all of them that were honored and um, inducted. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Isaiah? I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, I haven't given you a chance to speak
1: yet. No, no, just a special moment. The floor is yours. Special moment all around, seeing that 2010... 2010- kind of dream team and dream season come alive again with those three core members was really cool to see. And we know Nevada football is in the midst of something hopefully special right now going on in the 2021 campaign. So kind of reliving that magic, especially with the man who led it all in Colin Kaepernick being there was not only surprising, but just heartwarming, like you said. And the reunited and it feels so good moment with former head Nevada football coach, former Nevada football god himself, Chris Alt. Yeah. That was so yeah. special too. Just seeing that moment, kind of take place and unfold was just really cool to see.
0: Yeah, they. I think they posted the photo of like, uh, uh, all like smiling during that. I mean, actually, I don't know if it was during that, but I'm guessing it was. But I mean, you could assume so because from what we've all read and gathered, like all loves Colin and loved Colin, um, when he was here, and he thought Colin was like a super integral part of the team, obviously, um, but. That was also good to see. Good. I, I didn't even think about that. Thank you for bringing that up.
1: That's what I'm here for.
0: <laughs> Anyways, um, let's jump into a couple of things that happened. Let's um, just a couple of the other fall sports that happened. Women's soccer lost both their games, they lost 3 to 1 California Baptist. Kendall Stovall did play in this game, um, but she did not play in the following game, which they lost 1 0 to Idaho. Uh, volleyball got swept in the Cal tournament. Um, they lost to Cal 3 0, Butler to 3 0, and then North Dakota State 3 1. But then yesterday, game that I was at um, against Sacramento State, pretty good crowd at first. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Or pretty good crowd by the game's end. Um, they beat Sacramento State 3 to 1 at first when I got there. <laughs> there was not a lot. There were probably no more than 15, 20 people. But as the game started and as the game took forth, more and more people showed up. I guess it was, I mean, usually I'm the one that's really the sporting events. And, I mean, a good portion of people are. But it was good to see women's volleyball, who was 1-8 and heading into the match, um, get the win. Uh, Again, they beat Sacramento State three sets to one. The eye test suggests uh, Peterson was really good um, in that game. Uh, Rika Monteleone, I think, how you say her name? Monteleone. She was really good. Um, Nevada just played well. It's very good to see in the first home game of the year. I mean, they did play. I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They did have home games in the spring, um, but we did not attend even. I didn't attend any sporting events last year just because of COVID. Um, but it was good to see. I mean, I think that was the first game I went to since the 2019 year. When I think you and I went to one. Didn't we go to one? Yeah, freshman
1: boys? year. Was a freshman or was a sophomore? Freshman year.
0: It was freshman? Okay. I I, th- I went to another. I can't remember who it was against, but I, you and I did go to one, um, against Boise State, I believe.
1: Yeah, that place was packed too. That Virginia Street gym was yeah, pretty
0: loaded that night. It was, um, but yeah, it was just good to see all of that take place.
1: Yeah, definitely, and just like you said, getting a win home opener and everything like that seeing nevada volleyball kind of brush off those tough three losses and getting back into the win column hopefully that uh steers the gears in the right direction in a lot of ways so um along with that i know a lot of the fall sports i know with women's soccer and women's volleyball have struggled a little bit gotten off to a slow start but you know what there's some optimism especially with a healthy kendall stovall behind net for nevada women's soccer there's just some optimism going around and obviously we will more than most likely and most definitely for that matter keep our eyes on it so we'll keep you updated
0: yesterday going back to the volleyball stats rika had 16 kills peterson had 10 and then sia lily also had 10 um andrea alcaraz had 29 assists sophie mangold had 19 and then kayla Spivek had three but yeah it was good performance
1: Most definitely. I'm with you there. And speaking of kind of like keeping the gears rolling, I know Nevada Men's Golf had their first tournament of the year in the Gene Miranda Invitational. Finished second. Finished second. Pretty good. Shot a 9-under. UC Davis finished first. They shot a 33-under, so props to UC Davis. Also pretty good. Also really good, but (laughs) obviously they dominated. But taking second in the first tournament of the year, we'll take that um, in a lot of ways. And, you know, in terms of individual results... We got Quim Vidal-Mora finishing tied for 8th along. He was tied for 8th with another Nevada teammate of his, A.J. Lintonen, who both shot 4-under. Uh, we got tied for 25th was Trey Davis, who shot 2-over. Tied for 41st was Peyton Collins, who shot a 5-over. And then tied for 57th was Adam Thorpe, who shot 8-over. One of the biggest takeaways from this is just how well Nevada men's golf performed as a unit. I was big, big tournament in a way to just get the ball rolling in that regard and ball rolling <laughs> I to say worse. that I, It's so funny <laughs> but uh I'm glad you caught that just a really awesome completion in that regard I mean finishing fifth fourth and then second on the final day of completion just a really solid performance all around and a uh, lot of talent on that Nevada men's golf team there's a lot of depth to it and just excited to see it take place and unfold in that regard
0: Yeah Nevada only finished in the top two. In two of its eight tournaments last year, they finished top two in the Lambkin San Diego Classic and then the Mountain West Championship. So,
1: yeah, yeah already I mean, off to a good, yeah, good start. yeah already off to a
0: great start. Um, now let's get into football. Um, of course, football is like one of the biggest topics of discussion on this podcast. But uh, did you have? I can't remember. Did you have a score prediction last week?
1: Yeah, I said we were going to crush him I said it was something like, I think it was like, I don't, th- thirty eight to thirteen or something like that. Okay. I, mean, I, 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 know, I remember you him. did
0: say I remember you did say we were gonna crush him. You're running yeah. short on time, I do yeah. remember that. But anyways, they walloped Idaho State forty nine to ten. Um I had I think it was like thirty eight ten or something like that, and when it and when it got to thirty five ten I was like, Wait, am I actually gonna like get this correct? Um and then Dom Peterson had the fumble recovery for a touchdown to make it forty two ten, which was Tristan Nichols's third sack of the evening and then the uh, Nate Cox doing his best Carson Strong impersonation bomb to uh, Harry Ballard III, who was a former transfer receiver from Arkansas Pine Bluff. It was actually his first ever catch for a 43-yard touchdown. That was also uh, Nate Cox's, I think, yeah, it was his first career touchdown pass as well. He went three for three um, with 60 yards. Carson Strong looked really good, again, like it's not. It's not really new news. Um, I, I mean, I know we talk about it all the time on this podcast, but he was just—he was really good again. 34-43, for forty-three, three eighty-one, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Elijah Cooks had two touchdown catches in the game with seven receptions for was it, eighty-six yards. Can you correct me there? Eighty-six. And then Toetawa had his best rushing performance of the season. He had that—I think—fifty-nine-yard run. I'm um, in the game. He finished with uh, nine carries for 103. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Am I on the dot? I'm You're not even You're just killing at it dot. right now.
1: It's the Friday
0: vibes. He's yeah, killing the, it's it, it's the folks. Friday vibes. It felt like it happened three years ago. It really didn't happen six days ago. It's okay. But anyways, there was a lot of good performances. I mean, Devontae Lee had a touchdown run and a touchdown catch. Um, he had the 15-yarder. I think that was Strong's final touchdown of the game. But, I mean... I mean, I mean, I'm it's it's out, it's, it's I just fumbled there. Wow. Kind of like
1: who's just, who is the quarterback for the Idaho State? You fumbled like, uh,
0: oh, you mean Hunter Hayes? Yep. Yeah, he's there, he was their backup. Uh, Tyler Vanderwall, who a former Wyoming transfer kind of struggled in the spring. I mean, he didn't struggle in the spring, he won like big sky, like newcomer of the year, but he didn't, he had a hard time limiting the turnovers. Um, He struggled in their season opener. I think he had like one touchdown three interceptions something like that as well Um, But he got hurt midway through the game They brought in Hunter Hayes who was a freshman making his like first career appearance. Um, he didn't do too bad He was five for eight for 35 yards It was just a lot of eh. I mean I mean when Nevada got up big I mean there wasn't really much and they were they were not sending the house But they were generating a lot of pressure on the quarterback. They had eight total sacks in the game Do you want to know something, like, crazy? Let's hear it. They've had eight sacks in two of their last three games. Just think about that. Like, that's—I mean, not this year, but, like, they had eight sacks in the bowl game against Tulane. That's ridiculous, man.
1: It is. I mean, one of the things we talked about during our week one overreactions was—or at least on my side was—this has can be the best defense in the conference said—I think the biggest obstacle in place for that to happen was need to make plays. Need to put pressure on the quarterback, need to make plays. And boy, did they make plays on that side of the football. And I mean, just explosiveness on both sides of the ball. 11 different players caught passes, nine of which caught multiple. Think about that.
0: That's I spreading do, do, the love. I do remember writing that down. That's insane. It, that's, that's absurd. absurd. So, that's so hard to do.
1: Spreading it like butter. Please <laughs> edit that. <laughs> uh, oh, that's no, I'm not, not going good. To. That's bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd mean, just spreading the wealth, not going to say that again. It's just really- You're not
0: going to say spreading the wealth again or spreading the butter? Yeah, what you just said. Um, I just said both of them. The former. <laughs> uh, just, you mean, just, okay, so spreading the wealth.
1: The other one. Uh, <laughs> I'm so lost right now. It's 1.30 but...
0: it's, uh, on a Friday afternoon. I got like four and a half hours of sleep. We're all we're all just tired. It's it's the end of the week.
1: It's and it's just getting to this point now. We're thinking about K State. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just talking about this dominant performance. It was everyone. Cole Turner had a bounce back game. I wanted to touch on that real quick.
0: Um, goal line fade.
1: Goal line fade, baby. What's new? And once again, I know this wasn't the best defense or the best type of front by any means for Carson Strong, but in those types of games where you're expecting to stuff stuff the stat sheet. And just blow them out. Strong did that and then some. And really cool to see a Nate Cox signing. But I think the biggest takeaway for me was just how well the defense performed. I'm not talking about just forcing three and outs and getting the ball back into Strong's hands, but putting points on the board on their own end and creating plays and forcing turnovers. We keep that upcoming conference play. I mean, we have a scary recipe for success. I want to call it scary. Maybe no, I, for the that, opposition,
0: but I think that's a, I think that's a, a, a proper. Type of term. I agree with you there. And that's, I mean, we'll talk about... I mean, do you want to just roll into Kansas City I I think
1: that's perfect.
0: We talked about, at least you and I did off-air. I can't remember if we did on-air. But we talked about after the Cal win how that's such a momentum builder. Especially after you don't play your best brand of football, albeit on the road against a Power 5 team with a good defense. Um, You don't play your best, best brand of football... You pick up a win on the road against like a, against a middle of the pack, Pac-12 team. That's like a that's like such a confidence builder because it's like now Nevada has that mindset. I mean, it's not like they didn't before the season, but now they definitely have the mindset of we can win every single game that we play in no matter what. And I think that's super key. Like I feel like if they would have lost that game, they wouldn't. They probably still would have had that mindset, but they don't have the confidence of beating another Power Five opponent on the road which they will have heading into this week. Cause it's like heading into the season, they had to deal with all the turmoil of traveling with the smoke in the air. And it's like, they were at just three weeks of just like going back to Stan, he- going to Stanford here and back. And then going. I think to what was it, Fernley was another location mm-hmm. that they had there and back. And it's just like, they were traveling and moving all over the place. Like now, like the season's underway. They're back here. They They were back here at home. Uh, practicing during the week, and then they go out and travel. So it's kind of like a normal schedule in that sense. But now they have the confidence it's like, okay, we've beaten one power five opponent on the road. Let's go out and beat another. Like we can definitely, like, Nevada can win any single game they play. And that's, I mean, I don't think that goes without saying. And they probably have that confidence. It's like kind of like the old adage you hear teams when they go on winning streak. It's like, well, we feel like we can win every game. Usually you want to have that type of confidence and that type of, I think you're just, Conference for lack of I don't want to say for lack of better term but like they have that type of aura around them and demeanor when they go out and play and that's just that makes for greater potential product on the field I don't think that made any
1: sense no I I know exactly what you mean though. I'm carrying off that vibe and I know one of the cool things that we've seen thus far is Nevada has a chance and they can show they can beat you in a multiple multitude of ways different fashions and I'm excited to see what Kansas State has to offer obviously we're going to get into it they have some, they have some serious talent on both ends. They have some injuries they have to deal with too that maybe we can take advantage of. But like you said, I'm just keep the ball rolling. A whole another Power Five conference, a whole another Power Five conference opponent, and I just think Nevada is rolling high. I think their confidence has been sky high since right, 2020. That's... It's just like something about this team, like you said, their aura, their demeanor to go in with every game, and it's just this no attitude. Let's get this win. I can't. I know it's. I'm explaining it poorly, but you. It's just seeing it kind of translate on the field is something special to see.
0: Like let's let's have like a confidence meter for a second. Let's say one to ten. Let's say not saying this was the case at all, but let's say hypothetically Nevada's confidence was like at a seven going into the season. Getting that cow win and then of course doing what they did last week against Idaho State, albeit an FCS opponent, it probably went from like a seven to like a nine. If it was, if they lost that first game, that's what makes it so important. If they lost that first game, do you, I don't know if it would be as high.
1: Yeah, I mean that's something you have to just know within the personnel, of the team, obviously, and everything like that. But we, I just we know, don't know. We're
0: trying to we're looking, trying to speculate. Yeah,
1: look, looking from the outside, I just it it's so easy to see how confident this team goes about their business and just going into Kansas State. I mean, this this could be the biggest test on the road in the whole season in a lot of ways. I mean, I know they have big, big road conference opponents coming up, but at this point in the year, once again, another huge test. Can you go into hostile territory and get the job done? In a day game. In a day. I'm excited about that.
0: Could you imagine if they start 4-0? Like they just go into Kansas State, they beat Kansas State, they go into Boise State after coming off the bye and beat them like that. Imagine the confidence for the team at that point.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's seriously a like a serious element to get into and everything like that. I mean, Kansas State on paper is pretty special, but Skylar Thompson, I know we'll be talking about that injury, and he's out for this week's contest. and Out indefinitely. I mean, did you see the injury take place? I didn't see it.
0: It was. He was blocking for Vaughn on a running play, and it was a non-contact injury. <sighs> That's like, he was about ready to, but I think he just, like, planted it wrong. And, um, this is the second year in a row where he's going to miss significant time due to injury. He missed last year because of his shoulder. Or he missed the final, I think, six games last year because of his shoulder. Um, and he's going to miss, obviously, there's no, like, indefinite, or there's no, like, set date to return for him. But he's they listed him out indefinitely with a knee. I mean, that sucks because he's a six-year senior. I mean, he's one of the better quarterbacks they've had in their program history. Um, so it, it's, it's a blow at that point. And, like, I don't really know how good Will Howard's going to be. Um, he went 8 for 17 for 76 yards in a pick against Southern Illinois. Um, and then he last year he went – he completed – Only 54% of his passes for not even 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. So it's like Will Howard has had a shaky begin to his Kansas State career. Um, Last year was against all Big 12 opponents, so take that for what it's worth. And then um, this year and his only appearance was against another FCS program. Um, We should preface by saying that Kansas State is ranked higher on the AP poll than Nevada. Um, I think they're one spot ahead of us. And then... The fact that, of course, again, Thompson's out. is going to limit their ceiling a little bit, but transitioning into it. They got one of the best running backs in the Big 12, in Deuce Vaughn. Um, he was one of three players last year to have 600 rushing yards and 400 receiving yards. The other two were Travis Etienne and Najee Harris. like
1: Both first-round picks, if I'm not mistaken,
0: and 22 just, and 25. Just some guys. Just some dudes. Just, just some dudes. Some dudes playing football, you know? Yeah. Putting on the pads. Um, but the the craziest part when I was doing my research for this game, Duce Vaughn's five six. It's my height. Are you five six?
1: Pro- yeah. I'm like okay. I I would not say I'm a centimeter over five seven.
0: I mean I I don't
1: know. But it just shows. What He's did I packed. say you
0: were like la- like one of the few podcasts what, ago when we were five four a- or something like that five, like, four, like, taller than you, like, dude? Are you five like? She's <laughs> yeah, taller
1: than it was. It was the biggest roast in Pac Center history. I'm not gonna lie.
0: I don't know, like if Garrett or Austin roasted each other at all, no, no. or not. That was Garrett and Austin. No, that I one's
1: think. gonna take the. Tyler
0: cake. Tyler maybe roasting Austin a couple times. I don't know. That what
1: one's gonna be. take the cake.
0: <laughs> but um, no, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Back to Deuce Vaughn and how good he is at football. <laughs> Instead of uh, me criticizing Isaiah's height, which he cannot control. I mean, okay. I, I don't even—I don't genuinely don't know if you're five six. I mean, I think you might be five six. I, I don't I certainly really pay attention to your height. Yeah, I,
1: I certainly hope I am. If I am, I am. If I'm not, I'm not. It's one of those things. I know? think you're
0: about—I think you're about five six. I appreciate that. But anyways, do Ducey's also five six. <laughs> uh, one of the best running backs. You, you're going to say something about him. Go ahead. I'm taking—I'm taking oh, too no, much. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm talking I'm way too
1: much, right? now. he runs like it just runs like the wind and has a sense of physicality in between the tackles and. This is just going to be a huge test for the Nevada defense. They've been stepping up, especially, you know, to start the year in Cal. Not the best offense by any means, but opening up and having to make plays and at least hold the defense, hold the opposing offense in Cal in that regard. I think they have an even bigger test this week, even with a substitution at quarterback with Kansas State this week. It's just going to have to be another can-the-defense match up once again.
0: I think my brain just goes back to the first quarter. Um, of that Cal game when 14. Cal was just running the ball with Damien Moore over and over and over and over and over again and how they were generating so much success. I mean, Nevada's run defense is, for lack of a better term, has been like a roller coaster a little bit um, throughout the first four games. I mean, of course, they looked better this last week, again, against an FPS program or FCS program, excuse me. Um, this year they go up against, I mean, the offensive line isn't too experienced, but they have Noah Johnson, who was an All-Big 12 uh, honoree last year at center. From what I, to my knowledge, they're a pretty physical group. Uh, Nevada's front hasn't been the best. I wonder, Here, here's a question I have for you. Does Nevada, because Nevada, you know Nevada is a traditional four-two-five base defense with, well, of course, five defensive backs. They're kind of in that nickel package a little bit. They have five linebackers, or not five linebackers. They have two linebackers, um, Lawson Hall and Diane Henley, who are pretty much the two starters. Henley's been really good to begin the season. Hall's also been pretty good. Do you think Nevada like goes to like a more like we're gonna go four three. We're gonna just we're kind of kind of kind of dare you to throw the ball because um, they also got Lamine Toure, um, who is the other uh, linebacker. So they have three good linebackers. I wonder if they kind of go to that. Sort of base. It's not like Kansas State is a shabby has like a shabby receiving core because they don't. I mean, Malik Knowles is pretty good. Phillip Brooks is like a fast player and really good on the special teams. But other than that, like I think Nevada will just have to dare him to throw the ball and try to get him in third and long situations. And to get him in third and long situations, you're obviously going to have to stop the run because I mean Kansas State runs the ball a lot. Um, they haven't had a passing touchdown on the year, which is kind of crazy. Um, but that's just because Vaughn is doing so well offensively. And I think he's up to like 250 rushing yards, somewhere around there with f- like four touchdowns already um, this year. So, I mean, he's he's off to a phenomenal start. I wonder, I wonder if they go to that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Dare them with a brand new quarterback who, you know, hasn't had the most experience on the field, had some rough performances. Dare him to throw the ball down the field. I just don't know if that's all going to come to fruition, if you can't stop the run game, first and foremost, obviously. But, I mean, I don't know, just based upon Nevada's experience against run-heavy teams like SDSU and how they've matched up, and at least, I wouldn't say completely destroyed game plans, but have at least contained that part of the game, I'm I'm confident. I'm confident at least Deuce Vaughn can be, quote-unquote, held in check for a player of his caliber, that can still be between a hundred and a hundred twenty yards. But, like, just being able to find ways to give the ball right back to the offense, and hopefully, as we've seen last week in Idaho State, make a few key plays, try to find ways to take, try to find takeaways, try to force turnovers if you possibly can, and you know that's I just think that's the name of it. I think it starts on that side of the
0: ball. No, I agree. Um, that's interesting that you bring up. Uh, past games against san diego state which nevada had just done well in um i mean i think greg bell did get hurt last year but still like they still stopped their stable backs that they had so i wonder i wonder if the same thing takes forth i mean i know it again beginning of the season you can't take too much out of it but we can only take what we've been given so we're going off the two game sample that we already have not that i would really like to but you do bring up an interesting point there because Nevada, again, was in that 4-2-5 base last year and still did stop San Diego State to their credit, at least in the second half from what I can remember.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just think if that's that part of the game's handled, I think Strong and the offense take care of business in their regard. And I'm expecting a close game, but I think I'm starting to figure out my prediction. I'm starting think, to form it out.
0: Do you think they're going to try to ease Howard in?
1: I, I certainly hope so. I certainly think that'll be the case just because, honestly, I don't know how many situations he'll be thrusted into those where he has to make early throws and early reads down the field, but I think the best thing to do for that you know, new person at the helm is to give him a steady dose of the run game, let him get acclimated to the offense in that regard and see if Nevada's defensive front can stop it. I mean, I'm I would not expect anything different, but who knows? Maybe they pull a rabbit out of their pocket or rabbit out of their hat and you know go a little something different maybe test the secondary or something like that
0: I got I have a feeling that they're gonna go like if they do try to get him going it's gonna be a lot of like screens and short throws and just try to kind of ease him into the game a little bit um, not go we're not gonna go uh, throw a 40 yard go route on the third play of the game I don't think it's gonna be like that um but hey, if any Nevada players are listening to this podcast, you know, I know that's a possibility. <laughs> um, Offensive
1: coordinator Hannifin. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, Draw it up. Schemes. I don't think I'd be a good defensive coordinator. No, you wouldn't. I like more. I like. I like off. I mean, for at least in football, football wise, I'm I'm better with offense, although I'm not great at either.
1: Yeah, I'm terrible at both, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, uh, let's run that score points play.
0: Yeah, just run the score points play. Um, just, uh, throw the ball. Like, X, <laughs> X uh, banana 26 triangle score points on it's, one-on-one ready break.
1: Just throw it, you know, it's the X emblem in in Madden. You know, just throw it to X. Throw it up there.
0: <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, again, if like Tyson Williams, you're listening to the podcast, possibility. But I think that, yeah, I think they ease him more into, like, get him, like, screens. I think they're going to get Vaughn out in space a lot, or at least try to get him in space, Um, whether that's a screen or, like, a swing pass or whatever. I'm just trying to just to try to get him going in the passing game if they can. I mean again, he's had he had over 400 receiving yards last year in what, 9, 10 games, something like that. Um and so it's not like he's it's not like he's just a in between the tackles. We're going to get you on uh short down and distance situations. I mean, they're going to utilize him in multiple facets, so I think that's how they're going to ease Howard. And how do you think Nevada attacks Do you think Nevada goes more through the air like they did against Coward? Do you think they kind of try to get a better balance against Kansas
1: I I want to say they get a better balance because, as you said week one, hey, this team can run the ball um, in some form or fashion. Like, we are effective at it when we get it going. So we saw it last week. Tawa and Lee both had pretty dominant games from the backfield. I think we can keep that momentum going and really keep the defense off guard and test them when needed. I mean – I think that's kind of our recipe to success right now is really handling ourselves and not forcing the issue whatsoever. Not trying to say that Strong makes those types of errors on a consistent basis, which he certainly doesn't, and he hasn't to this point in the year, but I just think that's the like most balanced game plan you can go about it is maybe try to chew up the clock a little bit more keep the ball in your offense's hand. Don't even let uh, Deuce Vaughn try to get out in space and break one as many times as possible. Just... That could be an even kind of kill game plan for that regard, and both Lee and Tower have the capabilities to do so.
0: Ledbetter's also back, too. Big time. Yeah, he missed. <laughs> <laughs> um, he missed last game due to injury. Um, he, was, he Wasn't an ankle? Yes. Something like that. Um, and then Drew Cannon's also um, out. Uh, so Nevada will be without just one of its interior offensive linemen instead of two of them. Um, but I still... I hope Nevada's offensive line can generate a push um, to create space for Tau and Lee. That didn't really happen against Cal, but I think Cal has a better front than Kansas State. But that's just my thoughts.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you. Do you have a prediction for this game?
0: Prediction, prediction, prediction. What is my prediction? Do you know what my prediction is, Isaiah? No. I think Nevada wins. I think so too. Um I think I wrote 2721 um Nevada with the victory. Um, i I changed it a couple different times. I had it 2724. Um I don't know why I stuck with 27. I don't know, it seems like a pretty weird number. You'd have to get three touchdowns and two field goals. Um Nevada, I don't here's my concern. Actually no, you give you 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 give you give your prediction and then
1: give your concerns yeah i'm gonna go 24 20 um i do think it's a close game on the road and kansas state puts up a fight but ultimately we get the job done and i i think a one little element to this is i think special teams is going to come into play here maybe a key punt that nails them on their own two yard line or pins them yeah multiple uh tolton comes up with a huge field goal or something before half i'm getting that vibe you know it's friday i'm getting vibes I'm getting special teams vibes. Had to shout out special teams. So, 24-20, defense holds its own. I'm not expecting um maybe I'm not expecting any turnovers if I'm being honest. I just think Nevada holds its own, kind of plays from which sorry to interrupt. Nevada defense. Nevada defense you you yeah, expecting any turnovers? Okay. I'm I'm not. I just think it'll play bend don't break, make key stops, and sometimes that's all you need to get the win. Strong in company, get the job done. Nothing super fancy. I'm guessing on the stat line and the stat sheet, but a huge win, once again the non-conference play against a power five opponent. That's what I'm going with.
0: Okay. Do you have, uh, Do you have any like concerns? Like, do you, is there anything like second guessing your prediction a little bit?
1: Um, I, I mean, I would just say the pedigree of Kansas State and who they faced to this point and last year, just being in a much better conference. Uh, maybe, maybe this could work in our favor as they underestimate us in a way. And maybe ah. we can come out there, but I don't see that happening whatsoever. Um, I would just say the potency of the run game once again and just really milking the clock, really not giving our offense a chance to shine and really exploit defensive schemes and holes in that regard. So that would be my biggest concern is we see Vaughn with 25-plus carries and you know maybe 30 touches for the entire game and just chewing up the clock and doing what he does and stuff to that matter.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. That was part of what I was going to add for my concern. Um, I just think, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty evident. I don't think it takes a genius to figure it out that Kansas State's game plan, probably heading into the game, is limit, uh, limit the amount of times that Strong sees the field. Um, because, I mean, of course, they, again, as you mentioned, they want to run the football. Um, they they want to chew up clock. They want to take a they want to take away as much chances as he has as possible. Because we know as we see Carson Strong take the field. Um, I mean Kansas State players, um, uh, McPherson, their center was ta- They were talking about it all week and just how they're up for the. Ch- what was that? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Well as I said, oh yeah, McPherson, their center, or not their center, their safety. Um, they mean they've been talking about it all week about like they know that they know the threat that Strong imposes, but they're up for the challenge. Um, that that's one of the like key matchups. But I think I think they really do want to like milk the clock and limit the chances that he has, kind of like what Cal did. But I just think they're going to do go about it in a better way because I mean they know we it, all of us know how integral of integral Vaughn is um, in that offense. So I think that's just going mean, to – We might see 20, 25, 30 touches from him um, on Saturday. Nevada's defense is just going to have to get key stops, and I wonder how much they stack the box. Do they go seven deep, Do they go eight deep, like what do they do to try to make them – make Kansas State throw the ball? Um, I mean, they might be able to force a couple turnovers, maybe. Just interceptions. Um, maybe like I don't know, Bentley Sanders jumps one, or Tyson Williams jumps one, or Mississima um, who had that great interception against Cal. Maybe he, maybe he gets one. Like maybe they get, maybe they, maybe that's like a momentum swinging play. Like it's a close game, twelve minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like Kansas State's driving, Nevada stacks the box, boom, third and seven, Nevada gets the interception or something. Like that. I feel like there's a there's a big play like that that's gonna happen um but write that down yeah oh write, yeah write, I'm, write I'm that writing down. notes right now write that down um <laughs> it's already on
1: record but write that <laughs> yeah. down
0: right yeah write that down fans at home a big play at some point is going to happen i don't know how you'd necessarily quantify that um but big play gonna happen potential turnover late in the game boom in ink on audio whatever you want to call it and there's big play potential I don't it could be a big sack. It could be a big sack on like a third and long or second and short or something like that, Just kind of push him back, maybe miss field goal. Something like that kind of change the tides a little bit. I don't know. But 27-21 is my final prediction. Um I'm sticking with it. It was interesting when I looked at the line, Nevada's favored by 2. Um but the caveat to that... I mean not not a caveat at all. It's some analytical prediction, but I think it was, you know, like ESPN's like matchup predictor. Like when you click on the game and they have like the little like circle chart and it's like. Yeah, see, uh, percentage of win. Yeah, I think when I looked at it like earlier in the week, Kansas State was like at like 60% chance to win or 65 or something like that. I mean, if it me...
1: makes you feel any better going into the cow game, it was about 65. It was about, I think it was like 55 45 or 60 40 cow.
0: Let me look this
1: up. Yeah, that stuff. Try not to buy into that. It's just like I. It, I hate... It's just
0: a matchup predictor. I mean, yeah. it's interesting to look at. I mean, sometimes I like to look at. It, it's like, oh, like they're predicting this team to win by big time. A... Yeah, yeah, big time or not. Yeah, or like, like that. Alabama
1: That's... going up against like UAB or something like <laughs> That's that. That's like ninety
0: nine percent.
1: Yeah. Same um. Form. Yeah. It's
0: okay. So as of right now, we're recording this at one forty six p.m. on Friday, September seventeenth. Kansas State has a sixty seven point three percent chance of winning. Nevada has a 32.7 chance percent chance um according to ESPN I don't know what it's I mean it's called Pick Center. I don't uh, according to the sports book Nevadas the line went down to two and a half or excuse me it went down Nevadas favorite by one and a half um the over unders at 50 uh it looks like you have the under
1: yes I also, I also
0: do have the yep. under. yeah um, kind of want to go over now I mean, let's just prove the doubters wrong. Like <laughs> um, um, but, yes, they have a 67.3% chance thoughts.
1: I just don't buy into that. I don't. Like I said, I saw I saw the same thing with the Cal game. We saw how that turned out. Um, listen, I mean, I don't even know if they're still saying that without their backup quarterback in play. Who knows? Um, I think there's a lot of factors that go into that, so... And To me, it's just a uh, hodgepodge.
0: I'm going to pick a random Mountain West game to look at. Which game do you want me to
1: look at? Um, I mean, New Mexico and Texas A&M.
0: Okay. You want to do New Mexico and Texas A&M? Okay. Um, game is at 9 a.m. on the SEC Network. That dude, come on. You got to give me a better game than that. Texas A&M, 98.9% chance.
1: See, I thought it was going to be more like 94-6. I
0: mean, <laughs> Texas a and a 7th ranked team. How
1: about UNLV in Arizona state? Oh boy. Oh yeah, curiosity. let's look at
0: this. Uh you mean Iowa you mean Iowa State. Right. <laughs> um Ooh. See, that's closer to what you thought it was going to be for Texas A&M in Mexico. It's 94.1 to 5.9%. Let's see. What's the best game that the Mountain West has this week? Uh Fresno State UCLA is pretty good. Oklahoma Boys Oklahoma State Boise State. That should be a fun game. Um Yeah, let's look at that. Nevada Kansas State also a good game. Don't know if you've heard about it. Have you?
1: No, I don't think so. Oh,
0: well, you should like go look up go uh read up on it. Um, Oklahoma State Boise State. Wow, Boise State 66.1% chance to win against Oklahoma State. Mm. Boise State 1-1, uh, Oklahoma State 2-0. Let's go to UCLA-Fresno State. Here, I'm, I mean, I've talked about before how high I am on Fresno State. Do you think? I think Fresno State can actually win this game, um, even though UCLA is favored by 11 points. I mean, UCLA, they walloped LSU, who's not the best SEC school now. Um, but Fresno State, the, Fresno State's a pretty good team. Um, and the matchup predictor does not think so. Um, UCLA has a 71.6% chance of winning compared to Fresno State's 28.4% chance. Mm. Write yeah. these, down. Yeah, write I'm these gonna... down. Check them up, at the end. <laughs> write them Check them up next Record. week. Yeah, write them down on the board. Um, I wish we had a whiteboard in here. That would be amazing. Just write down... Uh, I don't know. Zia, what would you write down? Like No free ads, but like Isaiah's favorite <laughs> bushes baked beans. Types. That one. <laughs>
1: Some multiple, <of> multiple, <laughs> all of them, all, all of them.
0: <laughs> what was it? What was we? What food were we talking about on Garion's old podcast? Remember that? Stofers. Stouffer's. Yeah, that's what it was. Legendary podcast. Please
1: don't go back. And <laughs> I don't even remember what. It's called. not even Pac Center, so it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not Pac Center. Let's so not even
0: give it the breakfast. The no free ads, that but that was hilarious. That was good. I, I don't think I was on that episode, but that was you, no. one, I, one of the funniest episodes I've ever had or I've ever listened to for at least the ones that we've done. Um, because of me, naturally, I'm not funny, but boom roasted myself. Boom roasted.
1: Boom roasted. See, I was funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,. What else do you want to talk about?
1: I mean, I think that wraps it up. Let's get on with our day. It's yeah, a Friday. I mean,
0: it's it's 151. Been here forever. We, how, we've been in the J school for like at least three or four hours today just waiting for the classes to open up and waiting for us to be able to have access to get into this. Um, I hope they unlock room 110, but I don't know if that's going to happen because automated system... But, yeah. yeah Again, let's we're... give one final round of applause to the Hall of Fame uh, Hall of Famers who made it in. I knew you were going to do that.
1: knew you were going to do that, too. <laughs> I'll let you have that. You've won the battle, not the war.
0: No, I've won the war. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> um, thank you for listening. Like and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Um, uh, we will see you guys next week. Hopefully... We can get this out to you, get this out to you. I think I said that right. Earlier, um, hopefully it's up later this afternoon. Hopefully this is up later this afternoon. But anyways, thank you for listening. Uh, Like and subscribe. See you guys next week.